Welcome to My Beyond Life podcast. In today's episode, Miss Amy will be talking about looking at our emotions as gifts instead of griefs. Emotions are not wrong. They are actually a gift from the Father. Now, I know it's real tempting for you right now not to roll your eyes, especially if the Darth you is sitting there. Because we don't look at emotions as gifts. I was talking to a lady one day and I said, how are you doing? She said, I'd be doing fine if I could have an emotional ectomy. <laughs> how many of us wish we could just get rid of that emotion? Cut it out. I don't want to feel it anymore. It's icky. It's ugly. It's hard. I don't want it. And God is saying, you know what I want you to do? I want you to look at that emotion as a gift. So you say, how can I possibly look at something so aggravating, something so frustrating, something so irritating as a gift? Well, I'm going to tell you, you already have at some point in your life probably. And here's a little illustration to show this. How many of you have ever had a child of yours or a grandchild of yours come up to you and in their grubby little hands, they have a pile of dandelions to give you. Now, you viewed that dandelion as beautiful and as precious simply because of the hand that gave it to you. Five minutes before in the crack in your sidewalk, it was an aggravation. It was an irritation that you just wanted to get rid of. But in the hand of someone you loved, it became something precious. So this is our job this week. Our job this week is to change our perception of these emotions and realize the hand who is giving them to us, who has created them and surprisingly experienced them himself. So we're going to look at that dandelion as precious. Now let's, let's look at dandelions for a little bit longer because it's one of my weird Google searches, so I want to share it with you. Okay, did you know that in the hands of someone who knew what they were doing, dandelions are quite useful? They have healing properties. All right, first of all, lest you don't believe me, dandelions can actually lower blood pressure. Huh. So if we were to look at that dandelion of an emotion, that we don't like, and that's frustrating, and growing where it shouldn't, and overtaking our yard. If we were to look at it in a healthy way and experience that emotion instead of rage at it, maybe it would lower our blood pressure. Maybe it would have a calming effect on us if we gave ourselves permission to feel it and not fight it. Wouldn't that lower some blood pressure? Okay, what else can a dandelion do? It can fight inflammation. Oh, so maybe if we feel that emotion and experience that emotion and have a right perspective on that emotion, we wouldn't be emotionally inflamed. But stuffing, that's going to lead to inflammation every time. The definition of inflammation is this. A localized physical condition in which part of the body becomes reddened, swollen, hot, 
and often painful, especially in reaction to injury. The other day when I sprained my ankle, I was only three houses down from my house, and by the time I hobbled home, I had no ankle. It was as fat as a calf, okay? My, my leg just went straight down because it reacted to an injury, and it reacted to an injury with swelling. And sometimes I am eight weeks out, and my ankle is still swollen because sometimes it takes time to heal an injury properly. Sometimes it takes those therapy exercises that I don't do because I get mad and I don't have time and this is frustrating. But in order for it to ever heal properly, I'm going to have to do them because I have to take the certain steps in order to heal the inflammation that has come as a reaction to the injury. Sometimes we're walking around emotionally swollen, full of inflammation because we are reacting to an injury and we're not taking the necessary steps to bring healing to it. So dandelions can help with inflammation. Not only do they do that, but they can actually assist in leveling out blood sugar highs and lows. So if I view this dandelion or this set of emotions properly and I appreciate them for what they are, I experience them, I walk through them instead of raging at them or stuffing them, then I'm going to be able to avoid those emotional highs and those emotional lows that plague me. And I won't be an emotionally driven woman, I can be much more even killed, which who wouldn't want that? We would all like that. Our husbands would definitely, definitely like that. Now, what we're going to look at is where does an emotion come from? Where does it come from? I mean, is there a little emotion factory up in heaven and just falls on our heads when he drops it down from the clouds? Where do these emotions come from? Because they don't show up on your heart store full, full blown and full grown. There's a birth of an emotion. Come from. Well, remember that phrase I told you to put in your back pocket? The phrase was state of mind. All right, well, now pull it back out because we're going to look at it. State of mind. Emotions have a conception. They have a birth. They have a beginning. And that beginning, ladies, is a thought. It all starts right here. Why does this all keep coming back to our mind? Why does every battle seem to come back? to our mind. A thought gives birth to an emotion. This is the starting block right here. For example, let's say we have a negative way of starting to think about a friend. Okay, like, why hasn't she texted me back? She's mad at me. She's ignoring me. What does she mean by that comment? See what I'm saying? You start with the negative thought. And if that negative thought is left alone out there in the middle of the road, it's going to give birth to an emotion. Now, all of a sudden, I'm feeling anger, or I'm feeling jealousy, or I'm feeling competitiveness or comparison. I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling hurt, whatever it is that goes with that negative style of thinking. Then it's not going to just stay there in the middle of the road. Because a thought will give birth to an emotion, but an emotion will also give birth to something. An emotion will give birth to an action. 
You'll send back a snippy text. You'll gossip about them. You'll distance from them. You'll turn your back on them. You'll do something. But that's the order of it. And it actually comes in the order of the way we're, we're made. Thought, emotion, action. Many times we try to fix this. But we don't trace it back all the way to this. Now, if you would, now I'm going to give another illustration that, that the ladies who've been with me a long time know. But we got a lot of new faces, so I'm going to say it again because it's one of my absolute favorites when it comes to thoughts. Go to Philippians 4. Philippians chapter number 4. God has quite a bit to say about our thoughts because he's given us something to hold on to when we're in the quicksand. Philippians 4, look at verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Now, what if you would for you to, in your mind, picture a piece of white paper, and I tell you to write or draw a big circle on there, okay? In your mind, Draw a big circle on your white piece of paper. And then I tell you to put that piece of paper down on your kitchen floor. And then I give you a half a cup full of BBs. And then I say, I want you to stand over your circle, turn that cup over, and let the BBs fall in that circle. Here's my question. What happens to the BBs? Do they stay in the circle? What do they do? They go everywhere. Now, you're going to have two or three or four BBs that stay inside your circle, but there's a whole boatload of them that went all over your kitchen floor, and for the next two weeks, you're going to find them when you sweep because they went all over the place because it's the nature of a ball to roll. It's the nature of your thought to roll too. Now, that circle, if we could put these words around it and make kind of a corral of sorts, these are our fence posts. The fence posts would be labeled true, honest, just, pure, lovely, good report, virtue, and praise. Those are the markers that God said keep them within the boundaries of obedience, safety, and blessing. You keep your BBs within this, you're going to be good. But what happens if a BB escapes and I don't go get it? It turns into that emotion. It's that toddler in the middle of the road. So what do I do with my BBs? Thanks for listening to our podcast. 